Welcome to this week's edition of An Hour of Your Life. My name is Kim. And I am Steve. And in the 13th Hour Studio tonight, we have... A super special guest! Super special guest, would you please identify yourself? I am Izzy Rock, a.k.a. Terry Martin, a part of Gem City Podcast. Our competition. (laughs) You know what? We're going to talk about that, about there is no competition. Everyone who I have met in the podcast community is out to help each other. It's been nothing but encouragement. We are super excited that you are here. Um, For those of you who don't know, we're doing a crossover show, which is something we've never done before. And we're also super excited that Terry is our first actual live guest in the studio. We've done, you know, interviews with Steffi and a couple other people, Anya, over the phone but we finally have somebody in the studio with a microphone that we can look in the eyes and say, hey, welcome. It's almost intimidating. Almost. <laughs> almost. I don't know if i go that far. Uh, we, we, He's really nice. Like, yeah, we, we've had a chance. Terry came over, and we, we had dinner together. We talked, and he's really just like a normal guy. Just a guy. <laughs> Imagine he's that. a normal guy. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was Erica who posted the link to your show when I was reaching out, looking for musicians. Uh, I've been part of the podcast since 2013, been podcasting since 2012, and uh, really covering Dayton since 2013. Hundreds of artists, mm-hmm. um, a lot of podcasters throughout the years. So for me, I get super excited when I hear of a, another local podcast popping up. Yeah. And then... Erica, I really respect her. I, I love what she's doing. And then when she tagged you guys, I was like, oh, I got to check this out. And then to hear your podcast and, oh, they're, they're actually <laughs> we really don't good. Hey, we, the audio is good. The, the flow is good. And, um, so we actually haven't talked a lot about Erica so far on the show. But Erica, um, for you guys who don't know, is Erica Vaguely, who is my best friend for the last 25 years. Uh, she is in a band called Cricket Bows. She's also in a band with a guy named Chad Wells, who is a local musician and tattoo artist called Wells and Watson. And they have a new YouTube show called Ghost Notes. And she is going to be on the show with maybe Chad at some point in the future. So that's when, when Terry says Erica, that's who he's talking about. Yeah. Hey, look, the first question I have. Oh, I have so many. So you're with, obviously, with Gym City. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what? How, how does the 13th Hour Studio compare <laughs> to what you are used to? So uh, you saw my equipment. My equipment is mobile. Yeah, so which I is can, really cool. I can set up anywhere, and I've recorded all over the Miami Valley. I've recorded in people's studios and their basements and uh living rooms. Uh, we re- usually record at DATV at 280 Leo Street. It's a public access studio. You pay $45 a year, and you can use it whenever you want. That's cool. Really? Oh, it's awesome. It is so awesome. Um, you can't you can't have sponsor. It's sort of like PBS mm-hmm. where, you know, you can't have sponsors using it, uh, which is fine. Uh, we, we really never sought out sponsors. Uh, but I've recorded everywhere. I have a space in my own garage. I can I, anywhere. So this is a very nice home. It feels very welcoming. Oh, you guys thank you. are an awesome couple. 
and just to see the, you know, being welcomed into somebody's house, having dinner, that's special. Oh, that's- yeah, we fed him so that he would say, so that he would, like, say nice things about us on the show. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it's all about tonight. <laughs> now, looking... So I see Harambe. That you d- yes, that is Harambe, Harambe, and then Bubba is right above him. I don't have we talked about Bubba on the show? I don't know. I haven't heard Bubba. Oh, yet. Steve is not keen on Bubba. Bubba is our alligator, sc- my not our my alligator skull um, that I got from Secret Chamber Oddities in Fairborn for a steal. He is a genuine alligator skull, and he has uh, semi magical crystals for teeth that I bought at the Yellow Spring Street Fair. And, and that's a great place to find uh, crystals and stuff. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a new snake upstairs. Her name is Ramona, and her she's currently in Shed, and we're not going to talk about her. So so I, uh, you go by Izzy Rock. I do, yes. On the show, and uh, we just recorded our, we said it was a crossover show, so go listen to Gem City Podcast, um, and you will find out a little bit more about us, a little bit more about Terry, but now it's our turn to ask the questions. Yes. So you mentioned on Gem City that Izzy Rock was your gamer tag. Where did that come from? So when I was growing up in East Dayton, grew up a huge music fan. Mm-hmm. My whole life I've, I've been a lover of music, and I had an idea of being in a band and dreams of being a quote-unquote rock star. And so as a kid, you're, I would draw on my notebook, and Izzy Rock was something I came up with in high school. And people would call me that in high school. And then it kind of went away. And then Xbox comes around, and gamertag, what do I call myself? Okay, I call myself Izzy Rock. I get the, I get the rock part, but where's Izzy come from? I don't know. I was a big fan of Guns N' Roses at the Uh, time. (laughs) Izzy Stradlin was the guitarist. And it just sounded cool. It does have a nice ring to it. And so when I started doing the podcast and putting myself out on social media, it just had a nice ring to it. Uh, Somebody else had taken Izzy Rock on social media, so I took the Izzy Rock. And it just, here we are today. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about a little bit about Dayton because obviously you're a native of Dayton yep. and you love Dayton, I think, as much as we do. When people say there is nothing to do in Dayton, what do you think about that? Uh, first, I roll my eyes okay. <laughs> and then I, I kind of chuckle at them and then I go on a rant about the various <laughs> places that you can go. And sometimes they're, they're, they don't know a whole lot of the places. Mm-hmm. They, they might be people that live on the outskirts of Dayton who aren't from the area, and so they're like, I would never go downtown. I would never go to the Oregon District. And then you wonder why. Like, I get that you hear, like, it's kind of scary if you're from a small city, and then you come to big old Dayton. Do you think that this summer reinforced that belief? or For for a lot of people. I I, I definitely think for a lot of people it reinforced that, you know, I don't want to be out in the big crowd. But if you realize... Anything could happen. Anywhere. Oh, absolutely. And if you for, if you live by that mentality that I'm going to live in fear everywhere, you might as well just stay in your house. You miss out on so order much. Order DoorDash all the time and order your groceries to be delivered. Just stay inside. Hey, don't knock yeah. DoorDash. Because uh, when it gets I, cold, there's just yeah, some nights so I, totally I don't want to go outside. I order DoorDash and Costco delivery, <laughs> so <laughs> you can just yeah. watch it. Yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> That's not my – but I, I – 
when that happened in Dayton, it for it made me want to go out even more. To Same. Yeah. To support the area. Same thing for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I refuse to live in fear. Yeah. I am not going to live in fear. I think that brought our community together. Okay. I, I went downstairs, or downstairs, I went downtown, and it was just, everything was there. The buses, did you notice the buses? They changed their... Dayton Strong buses. Dayton Strong, and, yeah. it, it was all about Dayton. And even then, even before, when we had the Klan rally here in Dayton, I mean, this you, whole you community... Mean the- Seven and nine people who came the, from Indiana. Yeah. The Klan <laughs> yeah, anti-rally? Exactly. The non-existent Klan rally? Yeah, it just... I, and that's what amazes me about this. Dayton is how this whole community pulled together. Yeah. And, you know, what, what was the big saying? No hating in Dayton? Yeah. And it was just... It, it's true. This is a great community to live in. Yeah, and uh, a few months after the shooting, maybe a couple of months, uh, Dave Chappelle had Gem City mm-hmm. Shine, and I went down there for that. And it was an incredible event. And then now to drive around, especially having my, I had family come into town recently from Florida who went out of their way to come to Dayton. And that's awesome. I took the day off and drove them around the area. Uh, but to drive around and see, thank you, Dayton police, mm-hmm. Dayton, and see so much celebration of law enforcement in the town, yeah. which the past few years has not been very kind to law enforcement. I have law enforcement in my family, and they, you know, a few bad apples really uh, makes everybody think that law enforcement is bad across the board, and that's not the case. Well, do no, you think that's the same thing? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's the same thing with everything right now with social media and everything that bad things happen and it gets publicized and it's out there, but but I think it ignores all the good things and all the good people that are out there doing good things for the community and for the country and for everything. That's that's what I see. Oh, for for sure, and and the algorithms, if, if negativity is what gets the clicks. Oh, absolutely. It's it's what gets the clicks, and I think it takes a mentality of positivity. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be outside of that and and try to spread as much positivity as I can. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard. So it's not easy to always be positive. Uh, life gets tough and sometimes negativity creeps in but I I try to practice mindfulness and I try to practice like looking at where other people are in their lives uh, around the world Mm -hmm. and look at where I'm at and I try to have a perspective of it's not so bad well and I think even too um you know if you you can look at your life and you can look at the lives of the people around you. And I think generally speaking, you can see even minor growth in either your life or the lives of the people around you. And even um, like I have a friend who to most people would be like no big deal. Like she lost her dog, her childhood pet, but she also had a big test coming up. And so the loss of the dog was like influencing that. And she passed her test. She passed her class. And that's something we're celebrating. So if you find those little bits of joy, they're there. You just got to look for them. And most of the time, you don't even have to look very hard. No, but if, if you have a, you have a mentality of negativity and you're always looking for negativity, mm-hmm. it's so easy to find. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So easy to find. Turn on the TV and just watch the news. I mean, we hardly ever watch the news uh, right I, now. I don't ever turn the news on. It's, it's awful. Depressing. It, it is. It's incredibly depressing. Uh, we... Sometimes uh, my wife and I 
we we have a tradition of watching the nightly news at six thirty, mm-hmm. and by ten fifteen minutes into it, I'm like, just turn it off. Yeah, it's over. I've I'm had so enough of this stuff. Of yeah. Um, and then CBS Sunday Morning, I realize that's actually kind of a nice show to watch on a Sunday morning. If you, you know, if you're if you're home, yeah, and you're waking up, you're in, drinking a cup of coffee, you turn on, and there's some nice stories on there. Yeah. Um, not to not to celebrate that, but it's not it's not all negative. No, it, it, you can find negative if you're looking for it. And news sells; they have to sell. They have to twenty four hour news cycle feeds on negativity. And for me, that's a lot of why we started what we're doing with the podcast is to shine a light on Dayton. I've seen so many people complain about Dayton. There's bumper stickers that talk about uh, if you think Dayton's a great place or something like that, you've never been anywhere else. Yeah. I hate those bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I just I choose to try to be as positive as I can about the area, area I, I live. And I, I realize that if I'm that way, that passes on to other people. Oh, it makes absolutely. other people excited about being And that's there. great because you have a voice in Dayton oh, where a lot yeah. of people don't, and you have that voice. And it's awesome that you get to spread that out there. And I hope, you know, we, we talked about this. There's no competition going on out here. I absolutely. hope a million people are listening to, yeah. to your podcast and just spread that good news that's out there because too many people, if more people were to go out and look for the positive as hard as they did for the negative... What a change it would make, not just in our city, but in this entire country or in the yeah. world. So true. You mentioned your wife, and uh, you know, obviously you have the podcast. You, I don't understand how you live your life. Like You have a wife. <laughs> you have two sons. You have, uh, now you are, you do Gem City Podcast once a week, plus you are a producer. Twice a week. Twice a week. Yep. Good Lord. Plus you're a producer. Plus you work full time. Plus, every time I look on Facebook, you're at the gym. Plus, how that's do you, only in the morning, Kim. Do you like what? Do you sleep? I do. So, um, I I believe that having structure in your life and having something to look forward to, it, if you just start something, mm-hmm. whether it's you go out with a group of friends and you create some sort of art or you have some sort of hobby where maybe you go work with troubled youth or plant a garden, if you just start something 5, 10, 15 years down the road, it's amazing where you'll find yourself. And so I found myself, I had no creative outlets. I played video games a lot. Um, I grew up in a very troubled area in East Dayton. I went to probably three or four elementary schools, uh, two different middle schools, three different high schools, wow. didn't have a whole lot of friends, uh, was surrounded by people who were constantly negative. I was kind of negative myself, and I was a lover of music. And so the group of friends I found, luckily I found some friends who were really great to be around and who would kind of guide me away from negativity when my mind started going there. Met my wife when she was 17, I was 18, we embraced life, traveled, went to tons of concerts, and then uh, had two sons. Um, one was born in 99, one was born in 2003, and I didn't have a whole lot of mentorship, guidance. My older brother was 10 years older than I was. My dad left when I was two, had a 
very negative experience with my stepdad, and I became super dad. I mm. I stopped going to concerts all the time. I stopped hanging out with a lot of my friends, and I invested all of my time to either work or being a dad or husband, and um, started going to Sunday school, serving Sunday school, started a troubled youth group, uh, talked to kids who didn't have anybody to talk to, and started coaching sports. Never played sports when I was growing <laughs> up. Um, How'd that go? Uh, it, it was awesome because it was a sports fan. There you go. And All it takes. Um, just being a passionate person and encouraging kids is really all you need. And so I, I found a nice community, and then that led me to get into scouts. was never a scout. Showed up to a meeting one day for Cub Scouts, and then at the end of the meeting, we don't have a leader for your group. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and, yep. And then spent a few years doing that. And, I, and then I was ready to do something on my own. Uh, once we were done with Cub Scouts, I didn't want to go on to Boy Scouts. I didn't feel like I was... Uh, I, I felt inadequate, and so I was a huge fan of podcasting and found communities online from listening to podcasts. Um, this podcast I was a fan of called The Mediocre Show out of Philadelphia in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I was a huge fan. We would listen every Wednesday at 8.08 in the p.m. It was uh, before social media was really big, and we connected a lot to various people. And so I realized that here are these people just talking. And then Joe Rogan came out and various people that he was friends with had podcasts. And I realized that it doesn't have to be really about anything, Mm -hmm. but it could be. And so I decided to start a podcast called Tales from the Hard Side Mm -hmm. about growing up in East Dayton. And the first first podcast was with my mom. And the first 10 were not great. The audio was not great, but the content was great. Um, but doing podcasts with your family where you're asking them questions about growing up, and it was like a scab being pulled away. Yeah. It wasn't especially very, if it's very pain- much fun. Yeah, especially if it's a painful background. And it was. Yeah. And so I was very involved with the uh, stand-up comedy community, and so I started reaching out to these comedians to go do podcasts with, and because I was involved with the Joe Rogan podcast community, I started going out and doing interviews with these comedians who are now massive, Burt Kreischer, uh, Duncan Trussell, Ari Shafir, a bunch of, uh, I would travel and do podcasts in their green room, and a guy who started the podcast, started Gem City Podcast, named Eric, saw that I had a video out, and he reached out to me and said, I don't want to step on your toes. And I was like, oh, I love the idea of somebody doing a podcast about Dayton. I don't want to do it myself, uh, but I'll help you. And so I kind of guided him. And then that started me wanting to cover the local music scene. Chad Wells, who you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad was one of, he was like number eight or something, I think, on Gem City. He was one well, of the he, he was OGs. One of, he was one of the first people. He was actually supposed to be involved with it and was too busy himself yeah. to do it. And um, I loved what he was about, and so I started. He kind of, he kind of 
vouched for me as far as being a fan of the local music scene. Mm. And from there, it was just getting to know the local musicians in the area and doing podcasts. And um, now I'll go to a local show, you know, started in 2013. Now I'm in 2020, and I go to a local... I'm actually a judge for Dayton Battle of the Bands that we're in the midst of right now. Yeah. Um, I was... Part of a Dayton sideshow coming up May 22nd and 23rd to help plan that. So I, I'm not a musician. I'm a music fan. And talking to so many musicians and artists throughout the years, they they know that they I have a respect from them because they know that I respect what they do. Mm-hmm. And I I love all genres of music. I, I listen to hardcore rap, listen to country and bluegrass, metal. Uh, rock, and I, I can find an appreciation in, I might not love everything, mm-hmm. but I can find an appreciation in somebody's artistic ability. Okay, oh, yeah. Kim, so what's this sound like? What you've heard me say a thousand times. Yeah, that it it's, doesn't matter the genre, I imagine your skill. There like, are certain to... genres of music that I really, when I when I say I don't like, when I, when I say I won't listen to, yes. it's like, what what like, like Western swing? Well, or, and when I put on my ska albums, and you just kind of roll your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> at but me. but what I appreciate is especially American forms of music that I I appreciate, even though it may be something that I don't go to Sirius XM and listen to. I do appreciate that someone is out there keeping this genre alive, and the most important thing is playing it well because I think it needs to be preserved. And I think we need to do that. Like, okay, so I I love bluegrass. That is my passion. That's why I like to. So what what if if you had your choice tonight? There are fifteen bands out there. One's playing bluegrass. One's playing hard rock. One's playing metal. One's playing jazz. Where are you going tonight? Oh well, tonight in particular, uh, I would probably go to the band that is doing the more. Um, Kind of '60s, '70s inspired uh, psychedelic rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Like um, mamas, no, mamas, not mamas no, and papas. More like The Doors, Led Zeppelin, Doors. Black Sabbath. Uh, th- there's there's a band from Australia that I'm obsessed with right now called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and <laughs> okay. they're they're nine guys <laughs> who every single album they've made has been a different genre. So they have a a boogie album. They have kind of a psychedelic folk album. They have a heavy metal album. And they just, they love music. So I'm kind of obsessed with them. But on the other hand, I love an artist named Tyler Childers. Mm -hmm. Uh Love him, Sturgill Simpson. But, I mean, it really runs the gamut. And I'm at work, I I work at a place called Go Keyless in Miamisburg where we, uh, send out, we're a distributor for keyless locks and other security goods all day long. We listen to music all day. And just to be able to sit and listen to whatever I want on Spotify mm-hmm. and the gr- group of guys I, I work with who I really respect and, and enjoy working with, they're creative types, they they like music, just to be able to, it's like, what do you want to listen to today? And it's it's so much fun to be able to just pull up anything and listen to it. That, that is what I love about music. It can bring people together. Oh, yeah. Like I said, even though there's certain 
styles of music, genres I don't like, yeah. it, it will still bring us together and we can still still sit there and talk about it and, and discuss it and listen to the music and actually enjoy it. And after a while, you know, even if it's not a style that I like, yeah, it, I might well, start tapping my foot. Well, and we, so I went, I've been to Del McCurry shows with Steve and he's been to Aquabats shows with me and it I just, like the Aquabats. I, everybody likes the Aquabats. <laughs> and so it is, so, but if you were on any given night, rough guess, how many venues are there in Dayton to go see live music? You know, I, I actually did some research before I came on the podcast because <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you all do research. <laughs> so, so right now, you can, the, the big places, yeah. you can go see shows at the Nutter Center. Right. You can go see shows at uh, Schuster Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go Victoria Theater, uh, Rose Amphitheater during the summer, Brace Pavilion during the summer. Levitt Pavilion. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's I, a true gem in the area. Truly, honestly, they're nominated for Best of Dayton as well. Please vote for them. Yes. Because yes. they really are, I mean, it it has been a, a real work to get them to come to, you know, to have a live down right downtown, like free to everybody. It it really is, and they deserve recognition for what they do. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great venue. You can Take a, a chair down there. You can take a blanket. You can take a cooler with beer <laughs> or wine cooler or white claw if you're into white claws. Ain't and no you, laws when you're drinking claws. That's right. And you can enjoy an evening for free. You don't have to pay anything. Yeah. It's like going out to the green. Yes. There, there are some awesome bands, whether it's it's hard, whether it's classic rock. It, what, what a great Mandy evening Moore. to go out there in the summer and just sit out there, take your blanket, take a lawn chair, yeah. and listen to some really good music. I mean, oh, yeah. we've been talking, you, you've named some famous international, national-type bands. But let's talk a little bit about well, local dating. Well, oh, hold on, before we get there. Okay. So you did can, his research, Steve. Oh, let, he did let his the research. Man talk. You can go to The Bright Side, which has about 500 people. Where uh, they, now? Okay, so I know Battle of the Bands is going on at Brightside. I have not been there. Where is it? It's on Third and near Kiwi Street. Okay, so it's a great venue. It's uh, the the couple that created it. They're music fans, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best venues to go see a show in Dayton. Uh, but Yellow Cap Tavern, mm-hmm. yep, which is might be one of my favorite places. Uh, and my brother actually, when it was actually Yellow Cab, he was the head mechanic there for. Oh, and so nice. how many people can go in there and watch a show? Uh, I would say maybe yeah, cab, you can 50 to 75. 50 maybe? to 75. Yeah. Uh, then you have Blind Bob's, which is kind of a hipster kind of area. We've been there. Uh, Oregon Express, which great pizza. Oh, yeah. Yep. Trolley Stop. Encore, which is, they, they do some shows there, but it's more private stuff. Uh, Slovak Club, which is another really Sundays. They do... Sunday, uh, like songwriters. And, oh, that's cool. Oh, it's a it's a great place. Great place. Oscars in uh, Vandalia, courtyard courtyard lounge in Inglewood, Bar Granada, which is downtown. If you like tacos and tequila, and it's right on the river, I like both of those things. It's, it, I I went in there recently. It is one of the perfect spots in Dayton to see a show. Really? Our Granada, yes. All right, good to uh, know. And then finally, every so often this place will have a show, but Mike's Bike Park. Mike Bissig, we know him. Yes, Mike Bissig. 
Yeah. Another member of Cricket Bows. And actually, Steve's son, Matthias, Mike was Matthias' band director for a little while. Huh? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. At Beaver Creek High School. Yeah. Mike's then, a good guy. And then if you go out to Yellow Springs, you got Peaches. But, there, I mean, we – there's – Always been great places to play in Dayton, but right now is a pretty great time for a local artist to play music in the area because it's so supportive. They just like the podcasting, mm-hmm. we talk there's not really competition. There's unless you're in the rap community, which is a whole other yeah. ball of wax, it's kind of built into competition for them. There's not a whole lot of competition for so how how would you say like now versus Mulchman guided by voices days like when you had the big oh, like you had some pretty big names yeah that might, well and then of course you had the whole funk thing happening back in the yeah back Dayton, in the back in the day Dayton has went through eras where so the seventies was the funk era like you said mm-hmm. um, Ohio players Lakeside uh, Roger and Zap Roger Troutman you, you have I mean, the whole 90s era of hip-hop mm-hmm. would not be what it is without Dayton. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you had that era of the 70s, and then the, the 80s. Canal Street Tavern came around in the, in the 80s, mm-hmm. and Mick Montgomery was in appreciation of bluegrass music, of punk rock music. Yeah, we, we've been to Canal Street a couple times before they transitioned. Before they transitioned. whatever they are now, yeah. Yeah, that's, well... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Canal Street Tavern had the heart of of Dayton, but it just it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know why it didn't stick around. It just didn't. Um, but Yellow Cab Tavern has that heart now. Yeah, um, and they have food truck rallies, which is a nice bonus. Rallies. And mm-hmm. food have, truck rallies are always good. Yeah, they have the Pizza Bandit food truck there. All the time. So you can get good beer. It's a good place to go see a show and hang out. Um, and they also have Thursday night songwriter showcase. So you can, I know you love to play music. You could go there and play music one night as just a. You can play our so, intro so on t- repeat. T- so tell times. me what night I have free <laughs> Jim, to do this. Uh, Wednesday. You don't have anything on Wednesdays anymore. And Tuesdays. What's tonight, Kim? Okay, but today is a spe- <laughs> it is Wednesday right now as we are recording this, but this is a special Wednesday. So it's a very special Wednesday. I oh, appreciate it. Oh um, shucks. But yeah, it's it's we've always had great places to play in Dayton. Canal Street had a lot of um, great artists come through the years. They had uh, Guided by Voices. They had mm-hmm. Fish. They had uh, Willie Dixon, John Lee Hooker, Buddy Guy, Los Lobos, Rick Derringer played there. Um, you had a place called Sam's Club. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so I think of Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of going down there and getting free samples no. and yeah, no, like no, no. eating. Not that Sam's Club. Not that Sam's. No. Okay. So in 71, Sam's Bar and Grill, I think is what it was called, but then they called it Sam's Club, was actually what inspired Canal Street Tavern. Yep. Um, you had that place. You had, uh, um, and, and a lot of bluegrass played in that, in that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a club called She in uh, Forest Park Plaza, which that's not there anymore. Iggy Pop played there in 72. Uh. Simon Garfunkel played there. Uh, the Diamond uh. Club. I had a bad experience with Iggy Pop, and Simon and Garfunkel played our, like, that was the song that we did our unity candle to, was Bridge Over Troubled Water when we got oh. married. I know, so cute. Long story. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, 
But you had the Diamond Club on Troy and Stanley. They had Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard play there. Um, the Building Lounge on 3rd Street, which is Jazz Central, had Flaming Lips played there for $3. Um, Rebo's, which is sober backwards. Uh, <laughs> if you know where uh, uh, Cargill. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, across. Well, there's a casino there now. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Behind Cargill was a place called Brookwood Hall. And uh, that's where Rebo's would have shows. And uh, it was a biker bar. Green Day actually played there. No way. Yes. Oh, one of my son's favorite bands yes. when he was in high school. Um, no, he liked Lincoln Park, honey. Get it? He liked Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh my gosh, you don't know. But yeah, so throughout the years, you had place, many places that people like myself would go see as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But Hair Arena was probably our, our favorite place. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's right now is a pretty great time. Uh, because music is pretty easy to record. I yeah. Mean, the recorder that we use to record, I use a Zoom H6. You could record into that, and it oh, sounds yeah. better than some recordings that came out in the 70s. And 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so my passion growing up and going to a lot of the local shows in the 90s, I, I was – huge magazine fan. I would get mm. different magazines. Spin magazine actually covered Dayton and it as a as a kid growing up in Dayton. Oh, that's a big music deal. Fan, and then to see Dayton being covered in Spin magazine, which was one of the biggest magazines. It was it, it's like mind-blowing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My, my area is being covered. I live there. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me let me kind of switch a little bit. Sure. And let's let's talk about pack podcasting here. What do you see is the magic of podcasting? The personalities. Personalities. Yes. The that is not what I was expecting, but go ahead. I, I, I believe it is people-driven because you could have a person that has the best audio, crystal clear, mm-hmm. and they can be the most dry, boring people to listen to. They... It, it doesn't come natural. It, it feels way too like they cut out all the ums and everything oh yeah where it's too crystal where you're like something's not right about this it's not a natural conversation or they're reading or yeah or reading which isn't too too bad if it's not the whole podcast right or if you're trying to go to sleep like we steve and i went to washington dc this past weekend and he loves listening to world war ii podcasts and so we found one that was basically just a guy reading World War II history, and he had a pleasant voice, yeah. but he was reading. How long did it take me to fall asleep? Three minutes or less. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you heard Hardcore History? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore History, you're not going to fall asleep in that podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I believe that it's personality-driven because everybody has a story, and if you're able to convey that story and convey your message – and you have the right group of people, you got the right chemistry, you can keep somebody. I've been listening to a podcast, Mediocre Show, like I said, Mm -hmm. since 2007. Wow. I can't imagine how many other forms of entertainment that I've stuck around with that long. Oh, yeah. And listen every week. Oh, yeah. So as as far as podcasts, we've talked about this a little bit, but 
when people decide they want to start a podcast, how long does it take for them to decide we're going to keep this up or this just isn't working? I, I think it depends on what you're going in with, what mentality you're going in. Uh -huh. You know, everybody sees these huge money that people are making from podcasts. Wait, there's but, money to be made in this? Yeah, right. Some. some, some. Okay. Kim, I, I hey, haven't, Kim, take notes, please. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't discovered it yet, but <laughs> I, I definitely know that I, friends in the area, the Brohio podcast, yep. who, let's just say that they're, they do Patreon and they take donations. They have listeners all over the world, and I hear that they're doing pretty well as far as bringing in money. Um, but, you know, a podcast like Gem City Podcast, it's kind of a niche podcast. Yeah. You're not going to get people all over the world listening to it unless you're a fan of Dayton or something like that. So yep. it, it's one of those things where if you if you have the right personality, which Nick, who hosts that podcast, yep. does, mm -hmm. and you're able to reach out to people and, and focus on what they're interested in, which is, you know, conspiracy theories mm -hmm. and, you know, all the serial killers. Yeah, and that stuff's big right now. Everything that people are into, and you have good personality, and you have his friend that he's been – friends with since high school yeah they have good chemistry together great sound great community they were able to to build it but i think i think that if you get somebody and it's if you get somebody who is on your podcast and you're like man we're, we're gonna do a podcast together and then all of a sudden they get in front of a mic and they get their own ego about what it's gonna be like and then there's fighting and a lot of dry Long pauses, not like what are we going to talk about today? Like, and you guys come prepared. Oh yeah, you oh, come it's... prepared. Where I'm learning as I'm listening to the podcast, and it's never boring. Well, thank you. There's times where I've listened to podcasts. Like, are you, you know, just in the podcast long time? Like, it doesn't have to be as long as you're doing it. And I've I've cut the podcast off. Uh, Certain podcasts, not yours, but a certain uh -huh. podcast, I yeah. cut it off because it gets. It gets what do you think is like what? What is the what is the good length for a podcast? Well, that depends on. So I've listened. I've listened and subscribed to podcasts that are two to ten minutes long. Oh yeah. And I've listened and subscribed to podcasts that are five hours long. Right. And been gripped the whole time mm -hmm. to the point where I'll listen I'll, I'll pull into the driveway and stop and still listen or I'll and you I'll, sit I'll there I'll in the dishes. driveway I yeah mean, we've done that with a couple of wonderies podcasts yeah. they're real good about like just serializing and stories and and they're very masterful storytellers um but the, but you know like you say those are five hour ten hour long shows but then there are other, but yeah, there are other, I think, shows that we've heard that um, I think sometimes like the, just the banter goes on a little bit too long and sure. it just detracts from the, what you're trying to get out there. I think the experts would say the whatever commute that people have, which maybe 15, 20 minutes, mm. you know, maybe a half an hour. Thank goodness. Right? <laughs> I used to drive an hour and a half to work and now I drive 15 minutes to work. So, you yeah. know what I'm finding? It's hard to find something to keep. I used to listen to audiobooks. Yeah. When I would have to drive to Cincinnati. Now 
a podcast can keep me interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I'm not listening to the news. No. I, I get tired of that. And, you know, like, so you talked about me going to the gym. And which just started recently. <laughs> so, and you look awesome. You look you're in great shape, <laughs> wouldn't you? It's paying off. So it just started recently. And I, I find that I enjoy listening to music to get me pumped up, but I really love listening to podcasts. And it, it allows me to be in there for an hour and have people keep me company while I'm on the treadmill and trying to do yeah. research for your show. And so you guys. Keep me company as I'm working out. Oftentimes, I wish we got okay, the so caloric got dividends. I know, Terry, right? Izzy Rock Martin, all sweaty <laughs> on the treadmill. <laughs> Listen to us to talk about Dayton Hot or stuff. Jenny Wiley right now. <laughs> I want to know where these uh, muscle gains are paying off since we've been accompanying Terry to the gym, and I'm seeing no gains whatsoever. Okay. So you obviously, you like rock music. That's your thing, right? Yes, very much Okay. So. so, but you are also very aware of everything that's going on in Dayton. You know, take that for what it's worth right there. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. What genre is underrepresented in Dayton right now? Oh, for sure. Country music. Country? Yeah. I, I, I believe that country music, that for as popular as it is world worldwide, yep. yeah. especially in America, there's not a whole lot of country artists, like traditional country artists, out playing in the area. It's more Americana, or it's more, you know. No, okay, so what are you calling country? Because when I, so we listen to Spotify, or not Spotify, we listen to SiriusXM, we listen to Outlaw Country. Outlaw so like country. old school, like Hank Williams, yes. Waylon Jennings. Um, there's a girl out of Nashville called uh, Lily May. What is Lily's last name? Doesn't I matter. don't remember, but Lily she's May. amazing. But I think when you listen to a lot of commercial country, it might as well be pop music with a little oh, bit yeah, of twang. Sure. Yeah, we used to go down to Nashville, and there was a place called Layla's Bluegrass Inn. It's still there, Layla's and, and Lily Roberts and are her like brother the original. And her sisters, her mm -hmm. family would sit there and play. We could sit there all day long and listen to them. Yeah, and again, it's just the gen is genuineness a real word, Kim? Uh, it's close enough. Okay. They were there. It's, I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but yeah. they were just like normal, genuine people doing their thing in yeah. Nashville, doing you know, trying to make the big, and, and they but did. But I think you see that a lot in country even more than other genres of music because especially like in bluegrass, we've talked about like it's just one big family and and they all know each other. So what are you calling country? So and that that's a great point because just like rock music or rap music, the the branches of the trees of those music genres are so vast that if you just say, I don't like rap, okay. people who listen to rap don't really respect your opinion because you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because there's so many different genres and branches of that tree. Okay, so I may not... Or some when I say some people may not enjoy the beat of yes. rap or something like that, but the lyrics are really creative oh, and it, it, yeah. it's out there. And that's I, why yeah. I say I can listen to any genre I want to. I mean, there's some I may not turn to, but if I'm sitting in a room with someone else listening to say rap or something like that, I'm going to turn to bluegrass or classic rock if I have my choice or outlaw country something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Waylon Jennings and those guys. Now. now be before we get too far uh, from this, uh, 
do you know why country started sounding so pop and so do you know why that happened money well money but a lot of the rock producers who produced like Def Leppard and bands like yep. that in the 80s moved to Nashville and started producing a lot of those artists which is now why all that stuff sounds like ah. pop country good to know have you ever been to Nashville no I haven't it's on my list but I I Pop country is one of the genres I don't like to listen to. Yeah. I can see a trip coming up with the Harmons oh, and the oh. Izzy Rock Martins yes. going to Nashville. <laughs> yes. it's, Nashville's a good time. It's changed a lot uh, from when we first yeah. started going down there. It was individual little honky tonks, and now it's... It's, it's just Layla's like, and Roberts now, and it's a lot of, like, Dirk Bentley owns a place. The entire Kid, block. Kid Rock got kicked out of his own place. Um, Kenny Chesney, I think, owns a place. So, like, all of the big name pop It's still a fun stars, place to go. Uh, it is. I'd still go if you'd on say, a, let's go there this weekend. Well, yeah, I'm, because also on, on Saturday night, it's bachelorette party night in Nashville. So, you see all these girls in mini skirts with penis balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I'm definitely, I have genres that I love, um, like we talked about bluegrass on the previous yep. episode. Like, I haven't dug too much into bluegrass, but I, I'm waiting for so, somebody to take bluegrass and kind of turn it into heavy metal and rock and roll. Which I know there are some out there that AC are doing Dixie. it. Dixie, yep. that's it. Yes, yep. Like that. That's the kind of stuff where I think I, I would appreciate like going, but. Like my, my friend Kevin Siri, he he's playing old school bluegrass. That's the people that are playing are inspired by rock music, and I think a lot of rock music. Like, and I think there are a lot a, of local. There are a lot of local guys. Like Ward Lawson immediately comes to mind as somebody that could very easily like provide that kind of. I don't know, kind of like crossover niche kind of well you remember a couple years ago there was the great american band competition on and they what do you remember that did you ever see that so they just like american idol but it was for a whole band or it was bands and they would take a band and there was one bland band that was bluegrass but they would throw them and say okay you got to play this and so it might be like a hard rock or it might be classical and it just impressed me that the musicians could transition from whatever, like from country to jazz or to whatever genre you want to. It just the talent. It, oh, yeah. People are amazing and with what so they can do. Much that, of it in Dayton oh, too. it just inspires me to see people out there doing their thing, and that someone can. The the bluegrass band actually made it up in the finals, but they could play like hard. They oh, could yeah, play they metal play music, anything. yeah, and it just but they would use their own instruments, their their guitar, their they band, their banjo, their mandolin, and, and write their and own arrangement. And, they would, and yeah. yeah, I mean they were playing hard rock, and it was really amazing to watch that. Yeah, yeah, and I think too right now, like there's such an art resurgence in Dayton. Oh yes, for sure, in all of the arts, you, you see it a lot in visual art, um, but. I, I agree with you. I think it's a really great time to be a musician in Dayton because there is such a resurgence of the art scene and music and art and performance. You talked about um, Sideshow coming yeah. up. And, like, there's just 
Like there's all kinds of really cool things that those people who say there's nothing to do in Dayton, have you looked? Yeah, no, they haven't. Okay, so I don't want to say we're running out of time because you have no idea how much I'm enjoying this tonight. So there are a lot of musicians in Dayton. What can a local musician do, a guy who's out there with his band trying to do something, what can they do to make themselves stand out? Uh, For one, love performing. So, you know, you need to set yourself apart from just getting up there in your, you know, T-shirt and jeans and just playing, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) to have a performer, I saw a band called Bundy and the Spins last night. Okay. That the the band themselves, the drummer, the bassist, and the guitarist had gold jackets on. They had like sparkly gold jackets. They were playing this punk rock music, nice straight like Iggy Pop type music. And the singer looked like a mix between Dave Grohl, Glenn Danzig, and just everything you want in a rock yeah. star singer. He was up there making faces up there just. Just living his best life <laughs> up on stage, having fun. And I, I was like, it, it was one of those transcendent moments when you're, it's a moment. Yeah. You're watching it and you're like, I get it. Oh, this is a moment. So for me, seeing a band like that play a couple weeks before, there was a band who played the first show they ever played. Before. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Teenagers, they had outfits on. So I like dress however you want. But I love, I've always, I was a Kiss fan growing up. I, I was a fan of Guar, Alice Cooper. Full <laughs> Frontal does a great job with, okay. like, costumes so, and Kim, stuff. So, Kim, we, and... we were at uh, Blind Bob's one night, and we saw a guy. We, we went to see Erica and her band. Yeah, we went to go see Cricket And Bows, we ended up seeing the guy. band they was ended just up, a by guy the time in his tidy over, whiteies. Yeah, he, he was in his tidy whiteies before it was over. We never did catch the name of the band, but he reminded me <sighs> he was so from much Pittsburgh. of. He reminded me of Jack Black in all of the best ways. Like, <laughs> just like big him. dude, tidy whiteies. <laughs> Screaming into a microphone. It was awesome. I was, uh, I, there's a there's a few bands who I imagine it could be like, but yeah, there's there's <laughs> you know there there's like if you, if your performance comes across and you're having fun, that'll transcend. But there's something about a band coming out and you, like you're confident, mm-hmm. you're you're bringing it on stage and you're adding a flair to where you're making the show memorable, not just up there and going through the motion. I, I saw a band do that recently. It sounded great. You know, wasn't really, it was more of like a Creed type music. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't really my type music. Yeah. But it, it was, Bundy and the Spins didn't sound as crisp as this other band, but they their performance was, I don't know, it was just. Well, and I special. think that's the important thing too, is to remember that there's a difference between a musician and a performer. Yeah. Like, you can be a musician all day long. You can be super well-educated in music. You can know all of the music theory. You can know all of the things. But unless you perform for your audience, who cares? Yes. Well, I mean, I look at it. So on Sunday morning when we are singing at church, leading worship at church, it's a whole different thing. Oh, absolutely. I have a whole different attitude behind the microphone right now than what I do like because on Sunday that, morning. That shouldn't be a performance. No, no. No, it's not a performance. And, right. And I, I want, yeah, yeah. I, if, I, if I was in a church and I saw the, the church band 
playing, <laughs> doing something outrageous, it would almost be a little disrespectful for what you're doing because you're creating right. worship music for people to, like, you don't want the attention on you. Right. You want the attention on, like, we're worshiping God together. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's it's a whole different thing than if you're going to Blind Bob's and you're seeing these, these four guys and three of them have on gold jackets. Yeah. And one of them is the singer is just totally looks like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a different thing. And, like, know your environment. So, like, if you're... Absolutely. Singer, yeah, you know, there's certain areas where I say perform, but sometimes it might not come across. I can't picture right. Bundy and the Spins, like, going to the local nursing home and being no. like, hey, let's entertain the old folks. So that would be a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I find a lot of humor in things. I think the Army did this to me. I find a lot of humor in things that other people would look at me and say, he's laughing at that. But me and most of the friends I know just find that humor in there, and we just can laugh at stuff that other people say, like, yeah, well. that's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as far as Gym City, how do you guys pick your podcast? How do you pick your topics? So we, we look at ourselves as an audio magazine, um, as a way – all right, we release episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Mondays, and I started this a long time ago. I yep. wanted I wanted to have three episodes a week. I even thought of five episodes a week, and I'm glad I didn't do that. How do you find yeah, that, time? Right? That's Just what I said. Like out, you. You know? I mean, I know how much time we have to do to prepare, and if you're trying to do three episodes a week, yeah. I find that mind-blowing that you're yeah. able to do that. Right. Which is why I don't do all episodes <laughs> a week. I, okay. I edit two of them. But the secret's out. So <laughs> Monday, uh, my co-host, Libby Ballinger, who is one of, she was uh, 40 under 40. Um, she was, she's a local journalist, very passionate about local politics, very passionate about life, about music. And uh, the gentleman, Eric, who started the podcast, he, he, thought we needed a female voice, which I agree. And that's that's also one of the keys, I think, of your podcast is having a female voice. Thank you, Kim. Um, You're welcome. Yes. And and one who uh, is intelligent and well-spoken. And yeah. I try. So <laughs> Again, fake it till you make it. It's fine. <laughs> so um, he noticed that we needed a female voice, and Libby came on the podcast, and she was a, a co-host but then when Eric left and I kind of took it over and created it, I, I told her, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see somebody that you want to have a conversation with, if you see a topic you want to cover, I will not restrict you. I will not censor you. I will not, t- I, I'll release whatever podcast you want to release. As long as the audio sounds good, um, I will put it out there. So if you want to have conversations with anybody that you're interested in, Mondays is your episode. That's cool. So she covers more of like, uh, a lot of the local politicians, we've actually had our podcast hijacked from other local politicians when they're running for office, taking clips of the audio on the podcast and using it in commercials that get oh, aired man. a lot. How do you feel about that? Are you okay it, with it? Or I'm okay with it because I, f- I feel like... I guess how does Libby feel about that, she, too? She doesn't like it. She doesn't okay. like it... Um, in fact, we uh, those podcasts now she puts a copyright um, ah, in the notes. Smart. Um, so she'll do that. She'll do poc- so. Da- West Dayton uh, 
has been under um, utilized for years. Yep. And yep. the investment has happened and a lot of redlining and things that I wasn't aware of. She had a professor from Sinclair. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And it was one of the most profound podcasts that I heard. So she's covering a lot of topics that I I, I wouldn't feel comfortable yep. ta- talking about. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not really, like, I can carry a conversation about it, but she, it, she just it's takes not it your to thing. a whole, yeah. She takes, takes it to a whole new level. So Wednesdays, I do music and I do um, podcasters uh, or anybody I'm interested in. Right. And then Friday is uh, You Can't Make This Up, which is DJ Killer Kev and Kev Nash from Hot 102.9. I noticed that we weren't, uh, being a Dayton area podcast, we weren't, we were very white. And, yeah. You know, and we needed voices from the black community and they were already doing their own podcast. And I thought, let me reach out to the, these guys and say, you know, will you be our Friday episode? And so I will take, they have their own feed um, and I'll pull their file and release it on Fridays. That's cool. And so, that's kind of where we've been for years, three episodes a week. Sometimes episodes don't get released, and we just don't release an episode that week. But it's a formula that clearly works. You've been yeah. best of Dayton for, what, two years now? Just last year. Last year was the very first, first local I'm, podcast. And we're we, going to knock you out of the spot this year, but maybe <laughs> next year you'll get back. <laughs> but we use your podcast. When I say we use your podcast... If we want to know what's going on in Dayton, oh, absolutely, and it, it keeps us up. And that's again, it goes back to that whole thing with this whole community. No one's out for no, not at all. I mean, we joke about it, but obviously, we, you know, if we were really competitive, we wouldn't have asked you to come be on the show, and right. you wouldn't have asked us to come be on the show. No. So we we love that it really is a community of artists, and we all work with and off of and bounce ideas off of each other and work together. And it, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. And I, I really, from the very bottom of my heart, feel like Dayton is the model for how to make a contemporary society work. Like it really, everybody for the most part in this city, everybody's going to have disagreements from time to time, but I, you know, I'm with Henry Ford. There's something in the soil here in Dayton. And it just, you're never going to find any place like Dayton ever anywhere else in the world. No, okay. I, I think having the winters that we have, having, it's, it's kind of tough to live here. And I believe that cold weather and a cold environment, it makes tough people. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it builds character. You know, like, we, 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 sh- we shared stories before the podcast mm-hmm. i believe that hard lives if if it doesn't kill you and, and drag you down to some waters that you, you don't want to be a person that most people want to hang around with yeah it can turn you into a diamond of a person yeah we I say it makes it, you stronger yeah i totally. think nan whaley hit it on the head this year when she said dayton has grit like yes. that is a perfect word for it but not only do we have grit we have grace too like there, Dayton, to me, that is what, if, if I had two words to describe Dayton, that's what it would be, where we have grit and we also have grace. Like, we get knocked down again and again and again, but we get back up and we open our arms to those people who are also knocked down because we've been there and we get what it's like. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to run out of time here in a few minutes. Sorry, we just hijacked. I, our own I wish podcast. we could do another <laughs> another like hour part two part two on this. But let me ask you one question: We have with our podcast, we have one podcast that is that just stands out to us is like this. This was it. Mm-hmm. It it changed how we feel about podcasting and why we keep on doing this. What is the most memorable podcast that you have done that says either that, Gem City or Tales from the Hard Side? So yeah. Any, um, either one. So I did a podcast with a comedian named Duncan Trussell, who I was a huge fan of. And I was re- I was negative on Dayton and the people I grew up with. And he, he gave a metaphor of uh, somebody wearing invisible cat poop wherever they go. And, <laughs> and everywhere they go, it smells like, it smells like poop. Yeah. And you realize that you're the person carrying around and making things smell bad. And <laughs> when he put that metaphor and he, he, he said, you know, it's up to you to change the area where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, I had some negativity towards uh, organized religion at one time. And he, he gave me a perspective on that of, you know, not everybody's that way. And you can look at people and, and judge people He's like, you're just as bad as the people who are judging you. And so it really gave me a perspective on take people how they come. Mm-hmm. Take people how they come. Try not to judge people as much as you can unless they're flat earthers. or <laughs> I heard Anti-vaxxers. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anti-vaxxers. Okay, get Kim okay, going I'm, on that I'm, one. I'm yeah, going to stop. I know. Sorry. I had to. Uh, so that podcast for me really set in motion of love the area where you live, do your best that you can. Um, and for Gem City Podcast, for me, it's so hard to pick because we've done 800 and something episodes. Yeah. Do you remember what episode that was? Oh, it for Tales from the Hard Side, it was like episode 20. Okay, because I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I, if you can find it, I don't know. It might you can find Tales from the Hard Side. I found it. Oh. It's out there. Yeah, look at that. How about that? It's out that? there. Um, uh, and also episode one with my mom, that was, uh, it, or it, that might've been episode two. It was really special to be able to talk to her. And then at that time where she was, uh, I, I ended up marrying her and her ex-husband Aww. who was with her before she was met my dad. And yeah. She got back with him and then I married them because of that's awesome. If, uh, Listeners of the podcast, if you need somebody who will do a wedding, I do weddings. So very cool, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's th- there's a lot, and uh, probably the, uh, probably your podcast. That's probably the one I the since it's the latest one. It's oh, the most memorable. Thank you. How about That's that? very kind. Wow. So if people want to check out Gem City and they want to reach out to you and they want to follow you and all that good junk, how do we find you? So on uh, you can. Follow us at Gem City Podcast. You can follow me on social media at The Izzy Rock. Or if you're on Facebook, which is, I use Facebook a lot. It's Terry Izzy Rock Martin. I'm friends with a lot of people in the area. Friends with Kim and Steve. You guys are pretty awesome on social media. Um, Yeah, you can follow me on there and uh, just follow and like uh, Gem City Podcast and subscribe to us. Well, Kim, I I have enjoyed this tonight. Absolutely. Kim is an introvert. 
we're just going to put that out there I right now. I feel so much and better And she was now. so nervous. I was terrified. You have no idea how nervous she was before this. I'm an introvert as well. I, I just fake it. High five. Okay. There's another <laughs> high five reaching across the table right there. But I, I'll tell you what. This, I think we have made a friend tonight. Absolutely. And, it's, and it just goes to strengthen the Dayton community. Absolutely. Which we absolutely love mm-hmm. and we're glad to be a part of. Thank you for being with us here tonight. I appreciate it. And that. I hope we can do some more stuff in the future. Anytime you need a guest, uh, get off work at 5 o'clock. I'll be happy to swing And by I'll and fix dinner. Yeah, Let's that worked it. out nice. Okay, so Kim, it's that time of the night. All right. Get us out of here. So uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, and Instagram, An Hour of Your Life. You can write to us at a lost hour at gmail.com and please go like us on Twitter so we have some followers at a lost hour. That's our our what did you call, it's called a handle on Twitter? Uh, a handle. Oh, I hate Twitter so much. Anyway, <laughs> um go find us there. And that's it. Yeah. So Terry Izzy Rock Martin, thank you for being with us tonight. And like I said, I hope we can do this some more in the future. And we have really enjoyed this night tonight. Thanks for spending an hour of your life with us. Go listen to Jump City Podcast.